everyone. We are back. Season two, episode one of Phaser Friday. Uh, as you know, this is the uh, podcast from Phaser Marketing that launches on the last Friday of every month. We are celebrating one year today. So um, we are so excited to actually have a recurring guest back on. If you ever watched season one, episode one, uh, we had Luke Payne, owner of Black Iron Dirt and Demolition on the show, literally our very first podcast. He is coming back on the show to kick off the new season. We're going to touch base, see where he's at in his business, and also dive into some excellent conversations uh, and just see what has happened over a year. Before we dive into that, I want to thank our episode one sponsors, and that is Resolute Accounting. Resolute Accounting is a full-service accounting firm focused on small businesses looking to grow. Uh, so if you own a business or you know somebody that does that is doing the books themselves or even the budgeting and the finances, um, I would recommend that they reach out to Resolute Accounting. Uh, Gabriel is the owner. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, we love referring business his way because we know that he's going to take care of them and also just be a great guy to talk to. So Resolute Accounting will have all of their information linked below. Thank you so much for believing in myself and our whole team at Phaser Marketing and for sponsoring Phaser Friday. So with that, thanks again, Gabriel. Really appreciate the support. I want to bring in our episode one, season two guest. Here we go. We got Luke Payne, owner of Black Iron Dirt and Demolition, back on the show. Let's go. Season two, baby. Let's go. Season I am doing well, two. How are you, my man? I'm doing well. It's our one year birthday of Phaser Friday. Uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, we filmed the very first podcast episode one year ago. And oh, it's crazy. It, a lot of times I don't even want to look at it because it's, no. it's, uh, it's a little cringy, but now we're, we just keep moving forward, man. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to make that, you got to build that base, build that base. Exactly. You know. and, yeah. And we talk about that all the time. It's like, hey, you just got to get started. It's not going to be perfect in anything you do. And you got to get Correct. started. You got to get rolling because here you and I are sitting together one year later, season two. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? And I definitely wouldn't have thought. I'm, I'm surprised you let me back on. Oh, dude, of course. That was actually to this day, it's still one of our um, highest viewed episodes. So Is it really? Hell yeah. Congr congrats to you. Um, and then this episode here, will be our biggest one because we are giving away 110 cc pit bike from U motors um you're hooking us up with that ssr what, baby what was the what was the intention with that because we just upped the game big time here we did, we did. so it kind of it, it it spurred on me that one you can't get these granted you can get the ssrs but you can't get like the hondas and the yamahas and plus everybody loves them. So I was like, well, let's start season two off with a bang. Let's get a fun, you know, something everybody can enjoy. It's not where, you know, maybe you're a Green Bay's fan compared to a Vikings fan, like the Viking giveaway right. tickets or something, you know, everybody can get on this and go have fun. Dude, I love it too, because pit bikes are not just for kids, obviously. Um, as any grown, grown ass man knows like you can jump on those things and have a great time. So I'm 190 pounds and I would try to jump that thing <laughs> to the best of my ability, but definitely could have some fun. 
Oh, I love it. So we'll have all that information linked uh, on our website on this uh, web page here. So uh, get entered to win the pit bike. And Luke, just thank you again for being on the show. Like I can't wait to dive in. There's so much to get into as far as like what um, what has happened the last year. And so I just can't wait to dive into that here. So it's been a big year, man. A lot of things happened. So we'll kind of open it up with that. Um, just to start, you know, the year in review, you know, what went well, what did you, what is something you didn't get to that you wanted to, like, how has the year, how has the year been? So the year was good. Um, it started off the, well, the beginning of the year sucked. We didn't get any snow where we were from. Um, I had kind of taken a couple of risks. I had rented a couple of machines from knowing the you know, the year prior. It's like, we got a lot of snow. Let's try to get some more machines out make some more money. Um, and I had good crew, you know, again, no one full-time at that point still yet. Um, but I mean, for the total season, you know, our average in Fargo is like 45 inches of snow. Um, I think we got 22 inches on the season, 22, 24. Oh my gosh. So like half of our average. Um, so that was obviously like, holy cow, like that was a really dumb idea. Um, but then that's where, uh, we got our first time or our first full-time employee with Dylan. Uh, Dylan was pushing snow with us and we had kind of been talking through the winter. And he's like, Luke, I really want to, you know, I really want to come full time. I was like, dude, I can't keep you full time in the winter. You know, springtime looks definitely tough. Um, so, you know, fast forward to March, it would have been to where I'm like, you know what? It's not snowing. I'm done with this. Um, I brought my equipment that I rented back and I, I texted Don, who we sub under, and I said, hey, uh, I got to bring this back. You know, the, the payments are getting a lot. You know, it was like six yeah. grand for these just two machines. And I was like, that's, that's a lot. Um, and he goes, no, yep, that's fine. Um, so Dylan and I started talking and, you know, he's like, Luke, I really want to come on. I really want to come on. So we kind of made a plan to where, um, I believe it was April 5th was his first day. Um, so he started full-time April 5th. And again, we were still doing like really small projects, but it was mm -hmm. enough to where it kept him busy, right? There right. was, there was enough projects to keep him out. I obviously still at U motor, so I'm there full-time. Um, you know, finished grades. Um, there's some elevation change or elevation corrections on buildings and things like that. And then we actually dug our first um, foundation and it happened to be in Park Rapids. So that was huge. That was our you know biggest job of the year. And I was like, hell yeah, perfect. I can, you know, I can afford my payments. I can afford to pay Dylan. I'm good. Like this is set for the month. This right, is great. Right. Um, so that went super well. And obviously we both went up there together and did that job. So it was really fun to um, just kind of get to know him a little bit more. I never really worked with him outside of the snow removal piece. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had a good time up there and I think it was like a two day project and we were done. Um, but yeah, really got to know him. So that was, that was a good time. You know, fast forward, we'll say it brings us to like end of April, uh, mm -hmm. end of April is May and we had bid a couple, um, or I shouldn't more than a couple. We had bid some finish grades for some local home builders in town. Um, and we got them and I was like, oh, sweet. Um, so Dylan was, I mean, he was hammering these finish grades away. Yeah. You know, he was probably doing five to seven a week, which is a lot <laughs> if you know what goes into it. And he was, you know, putting 60 hours, 65 hour weeks in after you motors, I go out and help shovel, rake, whatever needed to be done. Um, so that's where we're like, okay, we need more people. Um, so right around that middle May timeframe, we took on another mm -hmm. guy. Um, he was then another full-time great guy. So we have two great guys and that's kind of what we started out doing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
subbed out our hydro seating to you know a local company just because again we didn't have the equipment or the people to do it uh, so we subbed that out working well we ended up doing their grading as well um, and it just kind of it went uphill from there right everything kind of started to fall into place like okay here's how we want to organize things here's how you know we want to operate here's what we want to do um, so it was it was really fun learning um, then I think um, probably around that June time frame, you know, yeah. this takes us right through May. That's when we started digging, you know, there was a company Haven homes. We're like, Hey, we want you guys. We had met, you know, once prior, at, you know, kind of in the middle of like March, I think is when Taylor and I met, uh, we went over some numbers. And again, this is, that was like my first time bidding half that stuff. So I was like, I don't know what all of this entails. And he's like, don't worry, you know, we'll obviously figure it out. Obviously, you know, we're young, you're young, we'll, uh, we'll work together and get it all done. So that was super cool. Uh, but then right around June is where um, we started digging these. And I was like, we need, you know, we don't have the manpower. So Dylan's like, I got some buddies, they really want to work for you. Um, you know, I've enjoyed it. I told him how much I enjoy it. Uh, so Cole, then Cole yep. came on. Um, and then he actually transitioned into the grading and then Dylan transitioned into the excavation side. So now we're running two separate divisions, the grading and then the excavation side. Um, and with the excavation side, again, we had that little E55, mm -hmm. right? And that was, it worked, but I didn't realize like digging sewer waters, you know, for the connections that you had to get down there pretty deep, somewhere nine feet. And I was like, this thing is not going to work mm -hmm. at all. Um, so then we start, you know, I, I text my cat sales guy and I said, hey, you know, what do you got for these? You know, what do you got for excavators coming in? I think we need something bigger. Um, and that's when we had purchased our new 315 that we got. And so that was super cool. Um, but that was just a game changer. You know, that that really helped that process go smoothly. Obviously, the E55 and everything was there. And then knowing the workload, we had to get Cole transitioned yep. in to like helping Dylan. And so then stars aligned again. That's where Andy from Red River came over to us. So lucky to have Andy. Awesome guy. Um, so he you know, had finished graded with the Red River guys. And, you know, again, I don't, but, you know, still good relationship with those guys. Um, Andy just wanted a little bit more hands-off, it sounded like. Um, so Andy started grading with us, um, loving it, loving it. And then I didn't know this, but like through the season, Andy would come over to the site and like help Dylan on a bunch of these excavation projects. So I'm like, well, that's, you know, awesome. Thanks for your help. Thanks for the free right, right. labor, Andy. Really great. Um, so yeah, talk about stars aligning and that's kind of how, excuse me, um, kind of how our summer went into the fall. Um, once we got into fall, uh, we let one of the great guys go. Um, it, I just don't think it was his passion. Um, and you know, no hard feelings against that guy. I just said, Hey, right. you know, I don't think this is the right fit for you. I, um, I'm just letting you go. I appreciate all you've done for us, that type of thing. So that was a good transition. Um, but then that brings us really to, you know, in the fall, we were slower, but it wasn't, it was consistent, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, so rock and snow, we took on, um, obviously went on with Glacier again, just for subbing and, you know, from October till now has just been pretty steady for us, which is good. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the, like the overview from last year on how things kind of compounded and happened. Um, and there was obviously a lot more projects that we did throughout the year, but those were kind of like the stepping stones of, okay, here's our need. Um, we're needed here. We can tap into this market. Here's a market that we can tap into. Um, you know, not a lot of people are doing this, so let's try this. So that's kind of where we found 
um, our niche per se. And it's not really a niche. It's just, you know, finding something that, you know, maybe others kind of lacked in, I guess. And again, it was that huge communication piece. And then obviously, you know, doing what we'd say we do. And the guys, I credit that all to, you know, Dylan, Andy Cole, those guys making sure things are done right. Um, Double checking the work, all that stuff. So hats off to them. Yeah, it's really cool to listen to that story, you know, and just this year in review, because we had this conversation last year. So it's Mm -hmm. just cool to hear that um, most everything that happened, whether it's the new business you brought on or the the guys that you brought on your team, like everything is due to the relationships. And it's, it's not like you, you didn't really even mention anything about the dollars coming in, because that almost doesn't even matter. Because when you're working with when you're working with like Haven homes and those guys and you're developing that relationship. And then you're also working with your team, um, developing those relationships, like the money will come, but that shouldn't be like your main focus. And I think once Correct. you get past that, it's like, it just is amazing. Like what you can do. So it's been really awesome to like, you know, see you grow and like help you in some areas as well. And a quick, funny story about Dylan. So um, him and I, like we knew each other. We hadn't, uh, actually met until that summer. So it was after turf, after turf wars, I was in town after the event and he was at the bar and, um, we had a great conversation and, uh, just talking about black iron and all that. And, and, um, I think we sent you a picture and we're like, look did. who it I is. I, and I think I screenshotted it. <laughs> yeah. And so you Venmoed me like 25 bucks to, he's like two shots on me. I was like, what a guy, this is awesome. So I'm like, Dylan, <laughs> like Luke just bought us two shots. He's like, no, I got you. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like he just paid like, me. He's he like, paid. <laughs> and then he bought two shots. I'm like, well, guess I just got Ooh, a little whatever. extra tip then. <laughs> So no, I just, I love those guys. Like they, uh, they're awesome. So it's just, I think another thing too, because as we're building our team at phaser, it's everyone comes in at a certain level, like they're never going to be perfect and they never will be. And it's like learning as a leader um, of your company to like train and be, um, I guess, fluid and like, okay, like there is a mistake. Like, how can we fix that instead of just Mm -hmm. Um, getting rid of them and trying to bring somebody else in like the perfect fit. So if they fit, if they fit that personality and that passion and that motivation, like many times you can, that's who you want to hang on to. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned uh, bringing it back to like the money piece. Um, One thing I am a hundred percent saying, I am driven by money. No doubt about it. I want to make a lot of money. Right. Um, But when in these early stages, like you said, it's not really, as long as you're, you know, making your month to month, you're paying your guys, all of that stuff, you know, that's like you said, what matters. Um, you know, obviously we all have financial goals that we want to meet, whether it's business goals, you know, they all have personal goals they want to meet. So I always tell them, we actually just had a meeting last, yeah, last night. Um, and they were, you know, Andy and Dylan were kind of telling me where they want to be financially, you know, what goals they have. So it was super fun to listen to because then we can take that in and say, okay, how are we? how is the business going to achieve that for these guys? Right. So it was super fun to dialogue with them um, just on how we can do that. Totally. And yeah, that's what it's all about too, is just, is the people, but then setting that dream of like, okay, Mm -hmm. so like, why do we want to make money? You know, is it to spend more time with your family? Is it to take vacation? And I love talking about that because it takes the, it, it, we are driven by money, but it's like the why, which is so much more important to us. And it's, 
you know, why do we want to make more money? Like, what are those goals? So uh, mm-hmm. I love that you're having those meetings with the team too. And just like setting those, uh, not only expectations, but those dreams of like, well, let's go get it then. And yep. it's out there and, you know, we're obviously a young team, so we got time, but let's, uh, let's crush it this year. Yeah. Not, you know, you guys aren't just making money for me. You're, you know, right. you're helping build this company up for you guys too. And I think they really, you know, taken that, kind of to heart and they're like we want to you know we want to build this motherfucker so yeah. it's been super it's been super fun to watch them develop and grow with it so that's that's a blast to see yeah i actually i've been doing that too with our team and and our team we're all besides myself consistent subcontractors so essentially yep. we have our project management software and our communication we act like a cohesive team but mm-hmm. you know they're contractors still but i have been even coming forth with our revenues and our goals and just telling them like hey the more we make like the more i get to pay you guys like i want to give you guys options in your career and like let's grow this thing and so everyone's kind of getting on board now like let's blow this thing up and let's do it and that's mm-hmm. exactly what you're doing too and i just love to hear it so yeah um want to switch gears a little bit but you know we we talk a lot about people and i know with like you growing up as an entrepreneur you know a business owner um but you you see you get to talk to a lot of people who are trying to start a business and you know obviously you were there and are still figuring it out and stuff but now you're a few years in so um i kind of even wrote down here i'm like why is it what is it about you? Like, why do you want to help so many people that are trying to start a business? And like, what is that about you that um, you're trying to like fulfill or just like be so generous with your time and resources? Um, I think it's just, again, it's like an industry that doesn't really exist. Obviously there's people that want to, you know, try to help in certain ways. Um, And I just think I enjoy the conversations with people. So really, I think talking about the whole business side, that's where it kind of comes off as, you know, I'm really trying to help them, which don't get me wrong. I, I, that's what I want to do. I want to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think I just get invested so much in the conversation, you know, so I don't really have any secrets. So during those conversations, you know, you could ask me what I pay myself and I'd probably tell you, you know, and it's very minimal, but I'd still tell you just because, you know, maybe you can learn from how that is type thing, you know, so um, the conversations really get me going. Um, just cause again, they're so fun to have and they're really kind of, you know, you don't talk to somebody that wants to be a business owner and it not be a genuine conversation. Right. You know, it's, there's always something super interesting about them or just really fun to listen to. So I think, I think that's one of the biggest things. And obviously I've made a lot of mistakes. So if mm-hmm. I can maybe put my mistakes out there, maybe somebody else can learn from that and say, Hey, this guy did that. I'm not going to do that. You know, cause again, we've had, you know, 10, 20,000, even $30,000 mistakes where, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully we have the funds to cover it, but say you're just getting started. You don't have those funds. Right. There's no, I mean, I definitely didn't. I don't know. Maybe if you have some sort of financial backer possibly, but Oh yeah. When I was getting started, I had nothing. Right. So yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, that's almost the biggest thing is you telling these people not what they should do, but what they mm-hmm. shouldn't do. And, yep, correct. you know, same thing with me. It's like, I've learned from a lot of mistakes and I will still make mistakes, but it's, it's just passing some of those lo- along so that you can maybe save a couple headaches here and there. And it's uh, it's such a cool thing too, of just talking business, especially when somebody has that 
like drive and they're just getting this thing going and they're like excited about it and really have these dreams. And it's like, you can go get it. And if there's something I can say or point you in a direction that'll help you even like a tiny percent, like I will do everything I can to like point you in that direction. Correct. Yep. Um, and again, you're, you're, you're establishing a good connection, you know, and that's kind of what it's all about. That's something Mm -hmm. that I think you and I have both kind of built our businesses off of is establishing good connections within, you know, it could be any industry, but I think that's super helpful too. For sure. Um, and so I think this would be a, a great time to kind of bring up the topic, uh, especially when you are starting out or even where we're at, you know, a couple of years in, like if you could talk a little bit about the importance of delegating um, either a task or a role in your business that for one, you have probably no business doing, but like talk a little bit about that. Like when you're going, whether it be your finances law, um, or even like marketing or like things like that. Mm -hmm. So obviously everybody has their own set of skills, right? Um, and if you try to do all of those things, you're going to suck at all of them, right? Do what you do best and hire out, you know, do what you do best, hire out the rest. Somebody said, I don't remember who it was, uh, but it makes so much sense. Sense. Um, I'm no accountant. I don't know how to do the numbers. If you do the numbers wrong, you know, they say the IRS is bringing you to jail. I don't want to go to jail. So yeah, bring on my accountants. Um, with the legal piece, you know, there's so many different ways to set up businesses now that they don't teach you. Again, I went to MSAFE to where you don't learn about business law. You don't learn about all the different types of corporate formalities and all that. Those guys, they went to school for that. So they know everything. So again, bring on your legal piece. Um, payroll, you know, I just heard a lot of horror stories on payroll, honestly where people are like, yep, I got a random $5,000 bill that I didn't know I had to pay. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and, and again, those companies are out there to help you. Um, so I think that's super important. Do you pay a little bit more for them? Yes, but how much is that worth to you headache-wise? Right? Would you rather come home knowing that every department you're in is going to be taken care of, whether it is marketing, whether it is payroll, whether it is the legal side? accountants, um, you know, financing, whatever it is, it's nice to have that security. And to me, I would pay a little extra for that. Right. So that's, that's my importance of it. I want to come home. I want to spend time with Riley. You know, I want to spend time with Lila and not being on my computer 24 seven, worrying about all these things. And again, that's, that's my experience, but I'm sure other people have similar things to where, okay, they just want to come home. They want to relax. They had a hard day, right. um, you know, things like that. So yeah, 100%, man. And, you know, I had mentioned it earlier in the show, you know, that we had brought on a sponsor and a, mm-hmm. a few sponsors too. And like the sponsor of this episode, like we're doing one ad read and I'm like, well, I, I'll just talk about it when I feel like talking about it. Cause I just truly believe in like what he does. So if you guys heard the beginning, it's um, Resolute Accounting. Uh, one of my good friends, Gabriel Gorski, he is, it's basically like a full service accounting team. And so uh, he's like your outsourced CFO. He'll do your taxes, everything like that. And really his niche is like small businesses that are growing or want to grow. So he'll kind of take over everything for you and make sure that you're in good hands. And he does a similar model that we do at Phaser. It's just the one fee a month. And he's a partner with you forever if you want. Um, but he's just a super great guy. Like I definitely can't recommend him enough. So we'll definitely link his information Uh, below and in this video as well but a huge shout out to Gabe with Resolute Accounting Um, they're awesome and obviously I just wanted to take that time to give him a shout out too because he uh, you know you want to work with great people and 
if we can send a referral to somebody and somebody trusts us, like, you know, that's a huge compliment as well. And just making sure that they're getting set up for success um, as they're going through their business too. 100%. It sounded like he was very, very accredited by, was it the Onyx exterior yep. guys? Onyx exteriors. Yep. Yeah. And those guys are awesome too. And they're, they're a hoot and uh, yeah. And just a simple game of like matching. And I just got mm-hmm. to make that connection and now they're both just like hitting it off. And I'm like, that's Oh, awesome. that's, that's pretty cool. So um, yeah, definitely a big shout, shout out, out there. Gabe. Yeah. Shout out Gabe and shout out Onyx. Um, <laughs> So we got a couple questions here. Um, these yeah. came in from some listeners. So uh, one would be, um, what is one thing actually, so I want to skip that one and go to this one, but knowing what you know now, what would you do different when starting your business, which would have been like 2018, 2019? Um, I definitely would have done more of like a market research type thing. Cause again, I just, I did it full guns ablaze and I was like, yep, I'm going to buy this machine. Don't have any work for it, but I'll find it. It'll just come. Um, in some cases that works. Yes. Um, but I wish I could have kind of did a more detail, like, okay, here's like kind of found a passion, right? Obviously I love everything we do, but there's things I don't enjoy doing in the dirt world per se. Um, but again, those are also things that you learn. You don't like to do by doing them. So it's, it's kind of a give and take, um, you know, figuring out to where you're going to be your strongest, you know, figure out the services you want to do. And obviously you have to do those services in order to right. figure those out. Um, you know, as people always say, you know, go work for somebody and kind right. of learn, um, you know, maybe a little bit about the business. Maybe they have something to where they're like, Hey, we don't have any intention of ever doing this. If you want to go do it, we'll sub you on, you know, you can learn a lot from a lot of people you're working with. That's a good way. Um, but then really the biggest thing is just defining a market. I never defined a market and I still get calls for people or from people that we marketed back in like 2018 and it was everything. And I'm like, oh, right. we, we don't do that anymore, but I appreciate you calling. And then usually I'll try to refer it to somebody I know. Um, but yeah, definitely probably one of the biggest things I do. I wouldn't change any of my decisions. Um, I would just do a little bit more, a little bit more research and not be so impulsive. Yeah. For sure. And, um, uh, yeah, I just think that's, it's such a great point too, because I think there's that balancing act of like not being so impulsive, but also not waiting four years to start this thing, you know? So I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head of like, you still have to like do them, but you can also Mm -hmm. like pivot and make those changes a little earlier. And, you know, to your point too, of like specifying what you do and what you're good at and also what you want to do. And that's, what we did with our business and, you know, we only work in the dirt world now. So mm-hmm. instead of digital marketing for small businesses, it's digital marketing for excavation companies. And for us, then we can really hone in and dive into these, uh, into this world and really learn the numbers, learn the strategies, learn a little bit of everything. And our team can learn that too. But as you said, like if you're doing everything and anything, it's hard to really scale up as a business. Um, if you're taking, any project on that comes your way. Correct. Very, very tough to scale doing that. Very tough to scale. Yeah. And going off of that point too, um, your pricing, um, Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about this before, but how important is it as you kind of get going? And I don't want to 
say this the wrong way, but because being the lowest bidder isn't always the worst thing, but how important yep. is it to, I guess, own your value is probably the best way to say it. I think it's very important. Obviously, you got to know what you're worth. And there's a reason they say, what is it? 80% of small businesses fail within the first three to five years or something, right? There's a reason for that. And I think that's because people don't value themselves or they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to be the lowest bidder. We were the lowest bidder for the longest time, right? right. I was just trying to get work. Uh, but I didn't make any money doing that. I, again, I didn't know. I didn't know the whole bidding structure. So this year, I really um, am figuring out where our numbers need to be for it to make sense for us, for it to hopefully make sense for the contractors, um, but yet still giving them, you know, a fair value with our best type of work, right? Because if you're if you're underbidding everything and you're losing money on the project, that's where the whole contractor gets the bad rep. I feel like. Um, they're too far into the project. They quit, you know, they quit responding to texts, quit responding to calls because they're so far into the project that they can't handle to do more. Um, and so that's where, you know, I think contractors get a bad rep. Um, it all starts with being the lowest bidder. So one, finding your value and obviously knowing how to, you know, make money with what you're doing. And it, if you're making money and you are the lowest bidder, perfect. I just right. don't, you, you can't, shoot it blindly. You got to have a little bit of knowledge. You got to have a little bit of sense of what things cost. And again, I, I did it the wrong way. I didn't know what anything cost. I was like, yeah, sure. 300 bucks. That sounds good. Sure. You know, and then the job would cost me 600. I'm like, oh, right. Geez. You know, so it, it just doesn't work out that way. And thankfully I learned that lesson really, really early. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the most important lessons. Um, I, uh, that video you sent me the other day, uh, with, Garrett Williams from is it GM Outdoors, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, him and uh, Stanley the Dirt Monkey. Yeah. Yeah. He had he had mentioned something about pricing. That I thought was fascinating. Um, I believe it was um, the four factors of figuring out your price, and it was materials, overhead, um, and I had labor and profit. And Correct. so I believe those four are right. But the fact that he um, adds in the overhead and the profit. Like instead of just that one job, it's like the future as well. It's like, we need to keep this business running. There's a lot of things that go into that. And on top of it, we're also not in business to break even. So add in that profit. So it's really cool, you know, to hear that structure or just, you know, how confident he is in that, because you know, that they're not trying to be the lowest bidder. And maybe in some cases they are the lowest bidder, but like you said, that's okay. If they're making money and they're hitting that, um, all four of those tiers, but, uh, I think it's a, it's a great way to value yourself and really make sure that you're going to run a successful business. Correct. Yeah. That was a great video. I loved watching. I love yeah. watching that. They had some really good insight on that one. Yeah, that was great. So, um, we are going to jump into some rapid fire questions that I got in. So just one quick answer here, um, for people listening, uh, this is the Baser Friday podcast. Um, we launched this on the last Friday of every month. We're currently sitting down with Luke Payne, owner of Black Iron Dirt, and we're going to go through some rapid fire questions, get to know you a little bit. So okay. here we go. We got uh, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. How old are you? 25. 25. Favorite snack while in a skid? Ooh, a Red Bull. <laughs> not, not really a snack, but. <laughs> All right, it'll, it'll do the job. Um, yeah. Where did you grow up? Ah, uh, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Shout out. Um, uh, Lakers. Favorite place to travel to? Ooh, Montana. Love Montana. Big mountain guy. 
dude as i was writing that question i'm like he's gonna say montana yeah oh, favorite uh, place. congratulations by the way on the engagement uh right well, that's more for right yeah, not yet. yet but <laughs> oh that's massive um steak or ribs steak okay actually Lacro- i can i can make some mean ribs though so it's a toss-up it's a toss-up you get one or the other oh geez well, if I'm making them, I'll probably pick the ribs. If All somebody right. like, if we're going somewhere nice, probably the steak. All right, we're changing it up. Uh, Lacroix or Bighorn whiskey? Uh, Bighorn whiskey. I wouldn't give Lacroix to my dog. <laughs> All right, good to know. Um, <laughs> fa- favorite piece of equipment to operate? Oh, you know, there's that's a tough one because they're all fun. Yeah. Um, we got I got a little time in the dozer last year. And I really enjoyed the dozer time, but I love that three fifteen. So. That's awesome. That would be, that'd be a quarter flip. Cool. Good deal. Well, um, that's all I've got there. Uh, before we wrap up this episode, um, just a reminder for everyone, you know, we're giving away that, uh, pit bike. So we're really stepping yep. things up, you know, really excited for that. I appreciate having you on and just like being a continued, um, supporter partner, you know, business partner, friend, like everything, you know, it's, it business yeah, is truly all about the people. So I appreciate everything you do for me and I appreciate you, team, my man. So, yeah. Um, no, thank you to you. So lastly, we got something new coming out here. Um, uh, we just launched it. Um, it is, I'll kind of let you take over, but it is the dirt bags podcast. What is going on there? Dirt bags podcast. So the dirt bags, Luke and Luke, are the dirt bags and we are going to start uh, we it's a podcast the podcast is going to include all sorts of information on basically starting your business running your business hopefully building kind of a book of business behind it to where if people have these questions that i'm sure luke you get all the time um and people you know i've got a couple dms on them to where people have these certain questions hopefully we can direct them to this said website that we're going to build and hopefully they can find what they're looking for. You know, when I say book of business, um, we're going to have financial companies. You know, if you need something finance, if you need, you know, funding, we'll have that. Um, you know, just basically all the different realms of the dirt in- industry that can help you run your business. Um, and then the podcast is just going to, you know, hopefully give out the best information that we can find, best topics that we can chat about. Um you know, I know first episode, well, intro is out now, but our first episode, we have Aaron with, and I think that's going to be a blast, right? Woo, woo, woo. But Dude, that'll, um, that'll be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. And I, I think it's going to be super fun to ask him the questions and really have him dive into a couple different, um, just facts, questions, whatever it is, just about the industry, because usually he's in the other seat. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. And for those who don't know, uh, look him up on Instagram. It's Aaron Witt or his company is BuildWit. Uh, they are just a staple in the dirt world and they do just some incredible work. Uh, I, I know a lot of people who don't have anything to do with the dirt world and they still follow his stuff just because, just because of what they're doing. So yeah, really excited to get Aaron in the other seat and just, mm-hmm. you know, pepper him with questions and, uh, you know, really just dive into some great conversations. So the dirt bags podcast. Uh, you can find it on dirt all bags. streaming services and, uh, it'll be, I like to call it, a um, an organized laid back show just because, you know, we'll be sipping whiskey. We'll be telling stories, having fun, but we're doing it in a, in a way where we're not just killing four hours and listening to mindless stuff. Like we have, um, our producer, Brandon behind the scenes, um, Luke and I 
Yeah. Shout out Brandon, Luke and I have putting in a lot of work and just our teams coming together to really shed more light on the dirt world, but also give our listeners content that they can consume and also resources from our, um, they can use. You know, our uh, trusted referral partners that we think can really help them with their business. So a lot of good things coming with the dirt bags podcast and uh, that'll wrap up this phaser Friday episode, Luke, always a pleasure. I appreciate you so much, man. And uh, Dude, we'll be, we'll be seeing time. you soon. Appreciate you. I cannot wait, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. Let's go. Take it easy.